iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to The Game, the football podcast from The Times. Gab Marcotti is away, so you have me, Max Rushton, a football podcast host journeyman, the Wayne Biggins or Neil Redfern of pods. I just want to get game time and I don't care where I have to go to get it. Uh, On today's pod, Jose says United aren't coping with the pressure of Watford away. Man City clearly do cope with the pressure of Bournemouth at home. Everton, Spurs, Arsenal and Liverpool all look quite good. And it's crisis for Stoke, Palace and Sunderland uh, on today's panel. Football's James Scowcroft. Hello, James. Morning. How are you? I'm very well, yourself? Yeah, very good, thank you. Uh, Football writings, Ollie Kay on the line. Ollie, hello. Good morning. Um, Where are you in your house? Presently, I'm presently in the kitchen. Okay. Uh, do, do you have an Arga? Do you know what I do? Yeah, of course. Ah, he does. We knew yes. it. We knew it. I've never confessed that before. <laughs> this, is, this is the gentrification of football. It's a disgrace. And uh, the devilishly handsome Julien Laurent. How are you, Julien? Very good. And you? Oh, you look great. I uh, see. So do you? Oh, thanks very much. Should we start at Vicarage Road, gentlemen? Uh, Watford 3, Manchester United 1. Uh, obviously, we want to spend most of the time talking about why Manchester United lost. Does anybody have any uh, good words about Watford first? James? Plenty of good words about Watford. Watford, especially the front two, I thought were outstanding yesterday. And possibly haven't really got the credit that they deserve. It's all been about Manchester United and Jose and how the wheels have come off. Um, but I thought Watford were fantastic yesterday. Uh, and Ingualo and uh, Troy Deeney up front really led the line really well. Just never let United settle. Similar to last season, they started really well last season and tailed off after Christmas um, and finished really sort of sluggishly. Really, can they keep this up for the rest of the season? Watford, time will tell. Julian, I just thought they're they're very well organised. You know, Mazzari maybe not a lot of people knew about him before he, he got the job and before he came here. And he, he can't speak English yet, at least not in his interviews. But I think he got his team perfectly ready for this game, for the Chelsea game, where they were unlucky not to get anything out of it. And I just think the three at the back works really well. And I, I saw on a TV show last night, someone said they were f- it was a back four. It was not a back four. It's a, it's a back five. And I think it shows that, you know, even in the Premier League, it can work very well with, with five at the back. Yeah, they're, they're, very, um, they're very sort of rugged team in, in some ways. They're very, very physical, but they're, they're also very well organised. They're, they're intelligent and um, they work very hard. And, you know, when you've got all of those four things, it, it tends to um, take you a long way. I and mean, we've mentioned defence, but I, I, I never think Troy Deeney gets enough credit. I think if he was a a more fashionable club and, and maybe in a more forgiving time where there were fewer strikers around. I think every, people will be talking as a, about him as an England squad player. He can't be far away from that. Although you look at him as a you know, fairly uh, kind of basic in some ways, he's very clever. 
All right, that's enough, Watford. Well done. Uh, Manchester <laughs> United. Look, Jose is, is right to be angry, isn't he, that, uh, in the, the first goal, because Martial was kicked over. Whether Martial should have been on the pitch anyway, because he was concussed, is... Well, we can we can start with that one. Julian, he shouldn't have been there anyway, should he? I don't think so, no. I think it was pretty clear when you were watching the game that he didn't really look fine to get back on the pitch after that, that head clash or... It was not really a proper head clash with Yanma, but it was, you know, it was clearly hurt and he was clearly a bit dizzy. And, and when you see again, when he's trying desperately to follow the finger of the doctor, club's doctor, and he's clearly struggling. He's clearly struggling. You're thinking, like, why did you put him back? There's, there's, you know, there's, there's no point of that. And then whether it's a reason why he didn't deal better with that ball, because he should have cleared the ball pretty quickly, you know, and easily. You, you still don't know until, it, you know, he might tell the story one day. But... It was. I don't think it should have been there, and obviously that had big consequences on the game. Yeah, Jose said he didn't see it. Is there any precedent of Jose and doctors, James? I don't. I don't know if there is. Uh, uh, not that I can think of. Really, no. Right. Can you think of one, Ollie? I, th- I think Jose is a big um, believer in the, um, the, the the idea of doctors having the final say over his over his mm. team selection mm. and tactics. I think, <laughs> I think he's fully respected. <laughs> have the wheels come off, United, Ollie? Three three defeats in well, a row. If you, if, you, if you look at the the first three um, three uh, games of the season, they, they won and, and got some praise for the Southampton game, not particularly for, for the other two games. But, but the last three performances have been have been fairly awful, really. And it and it comes back to me for the sort of question of of the, of the balance of the team, the balance of the midfield in particular. I know people are going to be screaming, you know, Rooney, Rooney, you know, that, that it's all about Rooney, and Rooney is a big issue. But I think the use of Pogba is a big issue. I don't think Fellaini is any kind of partner for him. And I just look at that team as being one that's, you know, full of big, powerful players, but has none of the tactical intelligence that you would normally associate with Mourinho team. It doesn't have much energy to it, and it's just a. It looks to me like a, a slow. Team, which is which you know lacks lacks guile as well, and it's it, that, that's not a, a great combination. You look at what Guardiola's done at Man City. You look at what Klopp is trying to do at Liverpool. What Pochettino is trying to do at Tottenham. And United just looks slow and and cumbersome and um, rigid in some ways, but but yet not organised. And it's it's a bad combination. Julian, if you were Jose Mourinho, uh, what would you what would you do right now? I would bench. Uh, when Rooney obviously Oli and I talked a lot about this after the England game the Slovakia-England game uh, a few weeks ago we disagreed a little bit on, on, on when Rooney I just think that he needs a, just for now you know, it's just not working out for him wherever, wherever he plays it's just not working out does that mean he's a bad player doesn't mean that he can't come back into the team at some point but right now he only he doesn't bring anything good to the team. But Jose said he's not here to play in midfield. Yeah, and, and then what he was plays he doing yesterday? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not sure. I would bench Fellaini as well. Fellaini is not a holding midfielder. He, we have to stop with that. He started there his career in Belgium, where it's probably easier to be a holding midfielder in Belgium than in the Premier League. He's just not a holding midfielder. He just can't do the job. He can't run. He can't. He can't tackle. He can't really defend. Yeah, if we win the ball in the air. You know, on a gold kick, for example, that there's hoofing towards him, but that's it. He just can't play there. You know, you, I would put Danny Blind, Daily Blind, sorry, with Paul Pogba in midfield. If 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 Mourinho wants to play two, personally, I think he has to play three in midfield to get the best out of Paul Pogba and get better players around him. Because, like Oli said, Fellaini is not the right partner for Paul Pogba. And I'm, you know, I know the 89 million, and I know this. He should do better wherever you play him, whoever you play him with, blah blah blah. I understand, but it's for every job, if you put in the right conditions in the right context you're going to do better than if you're not simple so beautiful when you're passionate Julian <laughs> <laughs> James you're shaking your head Manchester United have got 
their best midfield player in the last 10 years on the bench, Michael Carrick, and he would be ideal for the system they're looking to play, and alongside Pogba as well. I would actually, they're playing 4-2-3-1. Instead of playing the 2 and the 1, I would play a 1 and a 2. I think they only need one holding midfield player, and I think two advanced midfield players would give them a little bit more. I think it would help Pogba, and I think Carrick is perfect for that role. Why Michael Carrick's not in the team? He can't run anymore. Flaney can. No, but that's what I mean. I would have neither of them. Well, he's ne- he's never been able to run, Julian. He's, ne- he's never. That's never really, you know, since he's a young kid coming on. He's never been able to run. But he is probably one of the best players in the Premier League, certainly over the last seven, eight years, receiving the ball off the back four and playing forward. Okay. And Fellaini doesn't do that. Uh, I think Fellaini sometimes, there's a role for him, there's a place for him, but they've got Michael Carrick there. Why he doesn't play him, I don't know. But even that with that change, Ollie, would would that would that make Manchester United play the sort because it's a different it is a more ponderous football to to all the other sides that are that are meant to be challenging yeah and it, it's it's almost as if you look at the the last few years of united the post ferguson years or you could even say the the, the final year or two of ferguson even though they, they they won the league very comfortably it has been ponderous it, it's almost become in the Van Hal years, it looked ponderous by design. It looks ponderous by design now. It looks like he's... He, what I can't understand with Mourinho is that he had pretty much six, seven months to concentrate on the idea of um, of becoming Manchester United manager. And he's gone in with, with, with big ideas, clearly. But but he's... I don't think anybody's got any criticism of, of the players he identified as, as being important. Um, Mkhitaryan, if he plays him, by Pogba, Ibrahimovic, but there's been this feeling, looking at United the last few years, that they've really lacked energy, they've lacked real spark, real creativity, and I find it surprising, well, really surprising, that a manager like him, who has always prided himself on that kind of tactical intelligence in his team, has gone into it, has gone into the season with Pogba and Fellaini as a two in central midfield. It's 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 baffling because. You know, you could imagine some managers doing that. Some managers who don't treasure tactical intelligence like like he usually does. But it's 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 baffling in this case because Pogba can do almost everything. He, he he's he's a great all round midfielder, but he's not he's not a wonderful wonderfully intelligent footballer. I'd say that was perhaps the one thing he, he lacks. So he needs somebody alongside him who can kind of guide him through the game. Carrick would be a good short-term solution. But, you know, the Carrick of three or four or five years ago would, would be ideal, but I still think the Carrick of, of now would be a lot better than the, um, the, the, the Pogba option or, or perhaps even the, um, you know, the, the, the Blintz option. I, I don't know. It's, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand how Mourinho hasn't seen what everyone else could see or everyone else should have been able to see when he had so long to see it. We've done just enough Manchester United to upset every the fan of every other <laughs> club to say, why do you only talk about Manchester United? Uh, let's move on to the other games on Sunday. Uh, Spurs-Sunderland should have been about 10-0, shouldn't it, Julian? It should have been, yeah. It should have been. It's just it's just hard to understand how Spurs are struggling to, to, to score so much when, they, when, you know, when they've, they've had, especially that season, an amazing goal-scoring record in the way that they didn't need 20, 20 chances to score one goal. But that's, that's exactly what happened yesterday. I thought against Monaco in the Champions League on Wednesday, it was quite similar. They, they struggled they struggle a bit more to create, but when they had a, a chance like the one for Hurricane in the second half, they couldn't they, they couldn't take them. And and I think it's, it's quite worrying. I don't think Jensen is ready to... He doesn't look he doesn't look great to me. I, I mean, I've, I was not a fan even even when he was in back in the Netherlands. I'm still not a fan. And I just don't think... I, I just don't think he has the... He's, he's not a Pochettino's player. I, you know, I understand he's a different profile than, than Harry Kane. But for me, it doesn't 
it doesn't suit the way. Does he remind you of a, of a young, a twenty sixteen James Scowcroft? Is that? Yeah, I would say that. Oh, I would be on my cottage. Yeah, Gav said ago, that. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it, it's with my lawyers at the moment. I, 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 in the yeah, Scowy was not impressed. Scowy was not impressed. Funny. Now I realise Gav said it. I'll take it all back. Um, what, uh, James? What do you make of, of Spurs yesterday? <sighs> I think echo what Julian said. Really, I think they were excellent in parts. Why they don't score more goals? Certainly at the moment is baffling. I thought Lamella can do anything, can't he? You know, look, the real deal. They're so reliant on Harry Kane, and you have to say Harry Kane's ankle injury didn't look good. No, they're assessing it today. What yeah. did you make of Sissoko? Because in the Euros, Juliet, I had to Google to check it was the same Sissoko. I was like, <laughs> I know that's Sissoko, but I've just got to be sure that there aren't two because he was so different. I, I think he does look like he will give Spurs something different. Yeah, I agree, and I, and I think he was a, a, a clever signing. I think the way they they put him out of away from Everton was, you know, was very clever as well. Obviously, he was on his on the motorway on his way up to Liverpool and then turned around to go and sign for Spurs. But Sissoko is a great guy. I think he's a very good player when he wants to be, and that's the thing. At, at Newcastle, there was too many games where he didn't really want to be. He didn't want to be there. He didn't really like the the different managers he had at times. And obviously, he's and he said himself uh, last week. He, you know, playing fighting against relegation is not what he wants to be part of and I, you know that's a bit well you know you should do your best for your team whether they play for Champions League for the title or not to go down but he clearly didn't didn't like it over there and and it's a dis- completely different game for him I suppose and I think they will see a very good Musa Sissoko with them I think he's perfect for what Pochettino wants once again he's perfect for that team to play on that right hand side he brings something different than Lamela different than Son different than, than any of the other players who could play wide and I think it's, it's very good for them to have to have that option Oli, any thoughts uh, on, on Sunderland? Uh, yeah, they were very limited in terms of ambition I mean, it looked like you know, their plan was to, to, to put 10 behind the ball and just hold on and cling on and hope that a chance fell to Defoe it's, uh, I mean, Moyes admitted afterwards it's not really a, an ideal recipe for success but he said, you know, that's that's what we are at the moment I thought Pickford uh, the keeper, young keeper, did well. kept it, kept the scoreline respectable. In fact, kept them in the game for for an hour. But it's um, you know, once Spurs scored, there was there was no doubt about the outcome whatsoever. Sunderland never really threatened after that. And, and um, you, know, you, you wonder what would have happened if, if Spurs had scored earlier, had shown a bit more conviction in the penalty area, because it probably could have been embarrassing. Palace four, Stoke one. Stoke have conceded four times in three games already this season. We've only played five, James. Um, <laughs> So if we work, hang on, if we work that out, how many times are they going <clears> to... <throat> 30 times or something in the season, they'll let in four. That's not the stoke that I know. Well, they get relegated if they carry on doing that. Uh, no, it isn't. And it must be alarming for Mark Hughes. I know they had a poor start last season, but just watching the game yesterday, they just looked out of sorts at, at Palace. And just normal routine set-piece goals that they conceded as well, which, you know, watching Stoke over the years, you just wouldn't have them down for that. You know, the people like Shawcross and... And Walters and people like that, really solid pros that just don't give goals away like that. I th- they need to stop it because uh, the Premier League is very unforgiving, really. But, you know, they need to turn this round ASAP. But credit to Palace, back-to-back wins now, just gets them out of the rut that they were in as well. I thought Andros Townsend should have gone to the Euros, you know, mainly because if Sterling wasn't playing well, which he turned out he didn't, you needed someone else with pace. He, he, 
It's almost surprising he left Spurs because he seems quite Pochettino-esque in his yeah. style. I know he had that row with the fitness trainer, but he looked very good yesterday. Didn't he? Yeah, he looked really good. Although Pardiola at the end said, well, you know, it was not brilliant, but he did some good things. And I was like, well, that's a bit, <laughs> that's a bit harsh. Uh, I think he's, again, I think he's a very good player for a team like Crystal Palace. And he's a good player for a team like Spurs, if you see what I mean. I don't think he's one to to start every game for, for a team that challenge for the top four, top six, or even for the title. I like him, but I think he's a bit he's a bit limited, despite all the work rate, despite a great left foot, a great right foot Limit, as well on the goal. Limited in what area? Tactically, I think. Uh, I think even, even you know even physically, I think he's a bit one-dimensional. He tries to do too much. I, every time he gets it, tries to do the same. Yes, thing. a bit. And I, and, I, and I do think that he's a, he's a very good player for... You know, he's a he's a big fish in a small. He'd ball. be annoying to play five aside with because he'd never give it first no, time. No, never. Really, really, get my. I'd be like yeah. Andros. He would be on your one-touch wavelength. No, no, he wouldn't be. We we couldn't work together. It's been said. <laughs> he's in a room somewhere else saying exactly the same thing. We respect each other, but Townsend and I could not work well together. Well, what's uh, his criticism of you then? Uh, you know, lazy. Uh, Banter merchant, <laughs> you know that you know, you'd never be loved, joy, all those kind of things. You know, I did hear that he did say that he doesn't go that far on holiday. Is what your first touch is? <laughs> Woo! How, how yeah. dare you? I see. <laughs> but I can't just because I repeated that. a Gab Marcotti <laughs> gag. I'm already sort of dealing with that process myself. But uh, Ollie, you don't want to talk about that game at all, do you? Uh, I think most of it's been said. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a, good, a nice summary of um, of, of, of passes. Stirring a hot pot on your arga uh, as we speak. Uh, Southampton <laughs> won Swansea nil. I'm very pleased for Charlie Austin because he's a nice fellow, scored a couple of goals in midweek as well. Um, uh, Julien, give us a Claude Puel rundown. Just you've probably done it before, but just two minutes yeah. to entertain me. Yeah, but it's a, again, it's a bit like uh, it's a bit like Pogba. You know, people were really sure of criticizing Claude Puel by saying, "Oh, they haven't won any game." Just give the guy a bit of time. You know, it's not easy when you come from from Ligue 1 to the Premier League, a club like Southampton as well, who you know, lost a great manager, lost Sadio Mane, for example, probably their best player, and you have to rebuild in a way. You sign a, a very good player from France, Sofiane Buffal, he's not ready until mid-October, you, so you need to adjust all those things. And Claude Puel is a very good manager. He has a, a very good record in France with youth play, with young players, with more experienced players. He played, you know, in Europe, he, he won things, he's, he's very well respected. He just needed a bit of time. You know, his English is not great, but things are getting better. We saw that in the Europa League on Wednesday. You saw that again uh, on Sunday. And, and I think it's very good. It's a bit more positive now. There's a bit more dynamic. The momentum is, is, is getting there. So... I hope he has a very good season yeah. because he deserves it. They could have scored a lot more as well. Yeah, they got they some good really players well, as well. Tadic your friend is as well, isn't he? Well, it's not because he's my friend. He's, he, we, we get on and we know each other quite well. But I do think if it was rubbish, I would say... dinner. Would you invite each other around for dinner? Do they go to dinner? Yeah, they do. At each other's houses or is it more a restaurant? No, no, no. Restaurants in South of France. Yes, where Claude is... Just once or regularly? No, no, no. Once where we speak, we speak. We speak. He's very happy to be here. He always wanted... Okay. to come to the Premier League the mm. Premier League was always his ambition if you want and I think Southampton was, was a perfect is the perfect club for him to come to this did country. you text him yesterday to say well done not yet I okay. will and, I and will it will. will it include emojis no emojis okay. Claude, Claude doesn't do emojis Claude doesn't really. do emojis no, and no kisses either it's important to find out maybe just one kiss no 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 how very, no very non-French of you guys no no no, um, no. Uh, right let's go to Saturday's <laughs> games uh, consumer at the Etihad City versus Bournemouth Ollie what did you what did you make of this uh, I thought they were they were extremely good without without being um, quite as impressive as, the, as they had been um, in that first half at Old Trafford the week before. Guardiola was sort of moaning about some of the 
defensive aspects of their play and saying that they haven't pressed quite well enough and and, and that shows you know the, the word perfectionism is um used probably a bit too much when we're talking about managers but he is a perfectionist and he wants the perfect performance and he wants it week in week out and he's he's getting a lot closer to that than the Manchester City have got for for a long time I mean City have got an extremely good squad have had an extremely good squad for for the last few years, but Guardiola is getting so much more out of so many players. De Bruyne, Sterling, even people like Otamendi and Kolarov, who were just written off uh, by some people previously. He's just got the whole thing looking like a, a supremely well-oiled machine. And just watching the highlights is a joy with City at the moment because the, the football they're playing is is beautiful at times. How does a manager James do do that? Did you ever have a manager come in, perhaps not at Pep's level, but just someone who just changed? one or two things or is it just purely a personality thing that they look at him and go he's a genius so I'll do what he wants it's a little bit of everything I think everyone sort of knows Pep for his style of football but I think his disciplinary side and everything I think gets overlooked sometimes I think he's uh, very very strict I think they train very very hard they had a very high work ethic and he, he focuses just as much out of possession as what he does in possession like Ollie just said there you know he wasn't quite happy the way his team pressed uh, and I think sometimes you look at Pep and you think, oh, is this wonderful, reinvented the wheel, passing, but I think there's so much more to him. People saying Kevin De Bruyne's the greatest, the greatest performance of a player ever in the Premier League. Um, uh, is that sensationalism? Yeah, yeah. A, bit, a bit, but that pass for Gundogan is just from another planet. It's just, I don't know how many players could, could hit that pass in the world. Not not many, but Fellaini? to wait. Fellaini, Fellaini yeah. probably. Yeah. Self in five aside. You probably, yeah, <laughs> Scowy. It's just he waited perfectly. The weight on the pass is perfect. It's just it's like the you know the the space opened it for him. And and Gundogan's run was perfect as well. And I think when you put clever players together, it's, it's it works much better. But the the thing about Pep, I think, and that's where you see great managers for me and that's where maybe you have to wonder if Jose still has it in the way he used to you know like James was saying before we before we started recording it's still a long way to go and United will come good and, and this and that but you improve the players you the players who were already there that's what a good man that's what a great manager does Let me that, just they haven't finish. really been tested yet have they no, no, I know, the, I know Old Trafford was a te- yeah it was but United are all over the place at the moment yet to see you know go to Anfield even a Chelsea uh, to see a game you think well yeah. go on in can you do it in no, this yeah, game because there's a couple sure. of games yeah for sure Sunderland at home first game late winner West Ham a little bit wasn't quite convincing as well the first half against West Ham was pretty good I think but but just my point was you you improve the players you have mm. you know at, if you look at Jurgen Klopp Oli, just, just let me finish if you, hit, mm-hmm. if you look at Jurgen Klopp I think Klopp has improved someone like Adam Lallana massively you know I think if you look at Ronald Koeman already at Everton you could see some improvement on certain players. If you look at Pep, whether that's just be by moving the player around a bit, like he, he did with Silva and, and De Bruyne, by playing them a bit more box to box, or a bit more centrally, whatever. Even Kolarov at the weekend, and, and I know it was, you know, it was only Bournemouth, but but Bournemouth were, I thought, good going forward. Even if you know they they got battered, but still I thought they were good. Kolarov looked like a completely different player. Even Clichy, you know, and he's with those players. It's not just about spending 50 million on Sané and and 25 million on Gundogan and this and that. It's also being able to improve the players you already have, because on Saturday and even at Old Trafford there was not many new players that started the game. But those players look completely different than they were last season or the season before. Julien, can I confirm, have you finished? Sorry, I have finished. You let him finish. I'm, finish? I'm letting him finish. Yeah. We've let him finish. Thank you, boys. Oliver Kay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with what uh, Julien was saying. It, it's just that with, with Guardiola, a lot of people said you know, when he came in, oh, he's going to get a shock when he comes to the Premier League. 
Oh, yeah. It's... The train is now approaching. Junction at platform. Passengers. Airport, please stay on board. Next stop, road station. iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. not like the Bundesliga. It's not like the Liga where it's walkovers every week. And it has been walkovers a lot of the time so far with them. They, you know, they've scored over four, uh, you know, four or five in half of their games so far. And people were suggesting that, that because of the strength of the Premier League mid-table, it, it's, it's going to be different over here. And, and he's making a mockery of that. He's, he's, he and his players are showing that, that the Premier League isn't as strong as, um, as people were suggesting, or, or big teams were making it look last season by stumbling over each other and stumbling over themselves. It, it's, if, if, if you're able to take really good players to a really high level, which I don't think any manager has done previously over the last few years, this is what you can do. Because Man City and Bournemouth, it should be a mismatch, and it is a mismatch, but these kind of games weren't mismatches last season when all the big teams were, were underperforming. I think what Guardiola has, has done has probably um, opened people's eyes a little bit to... Um, to, to just how good the, the the players at the top clubs are compared to the players at, at mid-table clubs. Um, did, I, I did, a, sorry, they did start well. Like, I think they won the first five games last season did, as well, indeed, Man City, yeah. and then, then but, struggled. But did you not see a difference? Yeah, there's, there is a difference, difference yeah. yeah. But can they keep this? The pace have gone up. You know, the Premier League is different. People say, oh, it is different to Bundesliga and La Liga. There's many different reasons for that. Can they keep it? Time will tell. But at the moment, so good so far for Man City. No, I was just because Man City got, I think, 68 points last season. The scoring rate just went down and down under Pellegrini. And they underperformed terribly. I see them getting 15 to 20 more points than that this season. High 80s, maybe maybe low 90s. They They look like a really good team. I don't think this team is going to just fizzle out as um, as Pellegrini's did. And Aguero is not even there, you know. And Ianacho no. is very good, and you know he's young, and he. But but they don't even have their best player. It's it's crazy. Yeah, no, good points. Um, I, I James, did you ever uh, do a, a very classic football thing of? Uh, the rutting stag head, headbutt, where you are, your head is already attached to the other head, but then you push, you push. in. So you, so you don't lean back and really go for it. The Nolito was a, a classic example of, of this. Did you ever? I've done a lot of things. One thing I've never done. Don't don't see that. That would be maybe I was maybe before the modern era. It would be an elbow off the ball, okay. and you'd know about it. But you never you never headbutted. <laughs> no, never headbutted anyway. Now, interestingly, and I wonder if anyone can help me with this. I spent a good hour of a radio show discussing this without getting a, a definitive answer, John. Jonathan Moss gave Nolito a rectangular red card, uh, whereas at Hull, Roger East gave uh, Jake Livermore a round red card. And I don't like the round red card because it, it doesn't seem as authoritative. And when a red card is brandished, it should be it should have lots of angles. For me, does anybody know why? Because I was given some 
some theories. In, what were the theories? Because yeah. I've, I've, I've never given it the slightest thought. One theory was uh, you're given round cards if you've been a, in the Champions League as a ref and you sort of, you know, you flash oh, them about, uh, which I, I'm not sure is true. Another is that potentially Roger East is colour blind. And so then to be, to be sure of. Uh, which card he's actually handing out? One is a different shape to the other wow. one, but I didn't, I didn't see enough of the game to see if his yellow card was rectangular or round. Otherwise, it could just, I just, I'm not sure if actually. Then we, then we got onto the stage of, does it really matter what shape it is, and could you have a triangle? No, you can't have, it's not acceptable to have a round uh, red card. Where's that I, from? You know, in I, France, you call a, you, you, we've got the names for for the cards. Okay. Same with Italy. Which I believe we said the biscuit because it's the side of a of a you know the the biscuit that you have at breakfast, for example. Fine. It's that rectangular. Same with Italy, they call it biscuit. Maybe that's his confused because he thought yeah, no, because a biscuit like a hobnob. The is only round, thing I see if, if is it a biscuit it, or biscuit? Yeah, biscuit. Biscotti. Oh, biscotti. But, but you yeah, mean a biscotti biscuit. in Italy. Yeah. No, no, no. The biscuit is like a, a rectangular sort of piece of bread that you can have at breakfast oh. in your coffee and this and that. That's the nickname. But unless you left it at home and then you realise, I don't have the red card. Wow, what can I do? And you find, you know those things where you put your mug on the table? where uh, Like a coaster. Coaster. Mm. And you say, yeah, that's perfect. And then colour it in all red. Yeah, maybe. And then, you know, you never thought you would have to give a red, but you had to. Anyway, Max, could, could I just take us back a bit? Uh, you, yeah. you mentioned the uh, you hy- hypothesised that maybe Roger East was colour blind. Mm-hmm. I think if that was the case, that would be a bit more of a story, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> For a referee, I think yes, uh, but no, colour blindness is not. I'm pretty sure he's not. But you know, colour blindness is a because I thought it's like a red green thing, and so obviously you 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 could tell between yellow and red cards. It's just when he's gave a red card, you it would sort of merge in with the pitch. That would be an issue. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I did this on the radio yesterday. I got abuse for belittling colour blindness, which is obviously not, not what I was planning to do. I was just interested. I haven't got the answers yet. I should spend more time on the internet finding it out for the next time I, I'm here. Um, what, what did we make of uh, what did we make of Arsenal, Julien? I thought they were very good. I thought it was maybe uh, one of the best, their best performances of the season. They were very disappointed. I thought in Paris on Tuesday against PSG in the Champions League, they were too exposed at the back. I, I just think offensively it didn't really work. But it worked, I thought, on Saturday, uh, both defensively and, and, and offensively. And How's Mustafi started? Is he, is he the, I was going to say the real deal, but I didn't want to use that phrase because it's a, a terrible cliche. Is he the real deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good signing. It's a good signing. He's only 24. He has the leadership and the steel that they needed. Uh, Koscielny is 31, turned 31 um, 10 days ago. So it's just... Yeah, I think they needed someone like him. Metisaka is gone, I don't think, holding and, and Chambers already. Gabriel is injury prone a bit. So I think they needed him. Maybe they paid a little bit too much, but I think he's good and him and Koscielny will, will be very good, I think. Speaking of that red card, whatever the shape of it, should it have definitely been a red? Because it was a handball and the ball was going in, but the keeper was directly behind him and probably would have saved it. James? No, it shouldn't have been a red card. Okay. Do we all agree on that? I do. Ollie? It's a hard one, isn't it? Because you know, are you punishing the act or the like, like the consequence of? of I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's. I, I feel that there are so many grey areas about handballs and, and and that kind of thing. That's with, that's without being colour blind. So um, <laughs> I've um, seen them. I've seen them given. Is what you're saying? A lovely goal from Jacko, wasn't it? I prefer the one from Walcott, though. Did I you? think the pass from Iwobi is outstanding, and it's that. It will be played between the lines a lot in that game, which I think one was lacking against PSG and two has been lacking too much this season. And I could see he will be starting a lot of game this season because he offers them that that you know that others don't do. Others, you know, when when you play against a team that is really well organized at the back and all behind, 
I think you need someone like Iwobi who maybe because of his age or maybe because he's he's kind of new if you want in, in this team and in, in the way they're playing that bring you that and, and others are, again I think are a bit one dimensional sometimes James Mike Phelan apparently to be given the job uh, at Hull that uh, seems like the right decision doesn't it? it does seem like the right decision I think he's done a fantastic job Mike because uh, it's been absolute chaos behind the scenes at Hull and I think he's kept them together they've got seven points on the board which will hold them in good stead throughout the season it will just keep them bubbling up and uh, he deserves his chance he's been in football a long time you know, as I mentioned, I had a long time worked under Sir Alex, and I think it would, I think everybody would wish him well there. He's got a tough job on his hands. It ultimately will be all about survival. Can they do it? Maybe they can just about do it. We've mentioned Ronald Koeman uh, already as a forward-thinking manager uh, who's uh, doing a good job. Uh, second in the league, Everton, 3-1 over Middlesbrough. Ollie, um, would you like to give praise to Gareth Barry for reaching 600 appearances? Pretty impressive. It's very impressive, isn't it? I mean, he seems to be one of these players who's never injured, but but is is remembered probably chiefly in England for for a tournament at which he, he a World Cup tournament which he, he turned up injured and probably shouldn't have been taken, but but played when he was not fit and, and got the run around and and is unfairly castigated because of that. But if you look at his, his club career over whatever it is, eight, eighteen years, it's, it's just been so consistent, so steady, and and he he is one of these. Players, you know, we talk a lot about like, lately about intelligent midfielders and 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 the difference between one type and another. But if Barry is one of those rare English midfielders who probably thinks first. He's, he's not as dynamic as some have been, certainly not as creative as, as some have been. But he's been a really decent player, and particularly since he went to Everton, for, for what people might have imagined would be a sort of comfortable couple of years, he's been really good. What's Ronald Koeman done? A lot of people saying that. A sort of backhanded criticism of Martinez saying will people turn up on time now and, and things that you sort of would expect to be happening anyway you know good you get off at half time Ross Barkley it doesn't mean you're not going to start the next game Ross Barkley again but I think Kuman brought that discipline I think they're working harder than they used to under Roberto Martinez and I think again like, like Pep I think for me he has the ability to improve players very quickly already whether that's tactically whether that's physically technically as well and, and I think that's how, how well they work and, and I think he also made clever signings I think Idris Gay, who by the way has Ghana on the back of his shirt which is his grandfather's name who died a couple of years ago as a tribute to his granddad he has Ghana his name is not Ghana his name is Idris Gay. you know they picked him up for 7 million for me he's one of the signings of the summers without a doubt he was outstanding I thought again uh, this weekend like the, like the game before and all around, I think Ashley Williams, I was talking with Rio Ferdinand about it the other day, he said that was a no-brainer. Name, excellent name-dropping. No, but it's true. It's a was no-brainer. It, was, were you at dinner with Claude Puel and Rio? No, I was, I was uh, okay. working on a television channel with Rio and, and he said, I can't believe no one else went for Ashley Williams apart from Everton. And, and, and yeah, I'm not surprised why. why and, and him and Jagielka, I thought, did really well again. So I was a bit harsh on Koeman. I don't know if Oli remembers. Maybe I think at the start of last season, couldn't see it. I have to say that he, you know, I think he's outstanding with his job at Everton so far. Ollie, do you remember Julian's criticism of Ronald Koeman back in 2015, 14? <laughs> I, I, I wasn't listening to what Julian <laughs> said. Now you rarely are. What's a good season for Everton, James? Top seven, and should they should do that, shouldn't they? Mm, I think it'd be hard. I think with if you look at the quality, one one of the big guns, Arsenal. Man City, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, even there's going to be a failure somewhere, isn't it? And I think it's up to teams like Everton to 
capitalise on that, which they have done so far. Can they keep it up? You know, time time will tell. But I think he's just added a bit of steel to the team, hasn't he, Koeman? It's uh, it normally takes about two or three months for West Brom to score four goals, so it was quite impressive that they 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 did it all in I don't know fifty sixty minutes or something against West Ham, and a brilliant double handball from uh, Mazuaku. Is that how I pronounce it? I yeah. love the fact he gives away the handball for the free kick. Uh, that's not enough. So he sticks his hand out again and gives away a penalty. Just a great minute for a professional footballer. How impressed were we with, with West Brom, Ollie? Uh, yeah, impressed by them. And, and, and Chantley looked, looked very good. And it, he's one of those players who, who had, had, had excelled previously in, in Belgium and, and, and went to Tottenham and, and probably... Didn't really fulfil his potential there, but looks much better as a as a bigger fish in a in, in a small pond at, uh, or smaller pond at West Brom. And it's um, it's strange, you know, all the criticism of um, Tony Pulis and, and the football he plays and negativity and so on, and, and then they pull that they pull that performance out of, out of the bag. But um, you know, fair to say, it looked reasonably easy to score four goals against that West Ham back four on on Saturday. Their their defending looked absolutely appalling. Is this a crisis at West Ham, Julia? Because yeah. they were saying, you know, we're the side. It wasn't Everton or, or, or you know, else. they were the side to capitalise on, on one of the top teams doing badly. Uh, but you knew that the second season was always going to be more difficult and it always going to be tougher. But like Oli said, the defending was was comical. And not just Masuaku on, on the goal, but, but every time in James Collins, everything. It's, for me, it's, it's all about the balance of the team. You, you can't just think about attacking. It just doesn't work like this. Football doesn't work like this anymore. You're going to get punished, even by West Brom. You know, you can't just... Kuyate can't just think about... He's a box-to-box midfielder, I get that. But you can't just think about being in one box, not the other. Because box-to-box, there's two boxes. You know, if you spend your time trying to get to one box, but not, try, tr- you know tracking back to get into the other box and Noble can't defend or can't protect that back four who's already poor without Winston Reid all on his own and I, I think Slavin Bilic has a lot of uh, things to sort out pretty quickly because he could get from bad to worse. James, you've uh, you've, yeah. been, you've been studying the statistics from this game. I have been indeed. So if you look at the stats from the weekend, I think it gives you, uh, on the West Ham performance here, it gives you quite a clear picture. 613 passes, 71% possession, and they're four goals down. Mm. Which tells, like Julian says... What does that tell us? They were not kicking it in the right direction. <laughs> it tells you that they had 600... No, it tells you that they were wide open, wasn't it? They obviously got a lot of play, they're going forward, but they're 29 possession, West Brom, 253 passes. Obviously, West Brom are more direct. It would see that they've got a lack of protection in front of their back four. Antonio scored more headers, I think, than, than any other team in the Premier League. And they've done more Rabonas than anyone yeah. as well in the league. But Rabonas don't win your game, no. do you know what I mean? No, if, but if I, didn't agree, back, I didn't agree with Troy Deeney that, that they shouldn't have done a Rabona when it leads to a goal. I mean, it's a, that leads to a goal, it's fine from, from the week I before. Think, so I think Troy Deeney was talking about the Lanzini one, okay. not the Payet one. The okay. Payet one, he can cross it with his left, I think it's the same outcome. He chose to do the Rabona. Lanzini is taking the make. Because Lanzini has to shoot with his left foot. Yeah. There's no need for him to do the Rabona the way he shot on the edge of the box. And it's a complete miss as well. And I think that's probably um, the one that would run you up more than the Payet one. Oli? Julian, I, I was just going to ask um, if, if you could offer West Ham's um, fans any kind of reassurance about, about Masaraka. Because his, his performance looked absolutely sort of comical. I mean, there's not that only the handballs, but there was that sort of vertical clearance which was, yeah. which was perhaps one of the worst worst moments I've, I've seen for a Premier League footballer but, but <laughs> is he one I mean I remember Patrice Evra having a, having a very dodgy debut obviously you know, another French left back yeah. I mean is 
from what you know of him in, in France as well as in Greece, is he a, is he a much better player than he looked on, um, on Saturday? He's a better player than Saturday. I don't think he's a very, very good player. I don't think he's good enough to play for, for West Ham. They bought him because of Cresswell's injury. Obviously, mm. and I think it was a bit of a panic buy. Who can we get? That's why they paid over the odds to the point that they've opened an investigation on why they paid so much for someone who can you know, do what he did with that vertical kick and those two handballs in the space of the <laughs> seconds. But I think he's a good player. Again, give him a bit more time. I think the yeah. plan was never to... Well, he's typically the kind of player that you don't just throw like this in the Premier League because it will lead to disaster, as we see. It was someone who would have needed to be, you know, brought in, like, slowly, if you, if you see what I mean. And and I don't think he was ready for, for the start of the season. Oh, I don't know. I think, I think we need more up-and-unders, to be honest, in, <laughs> in uh, the Premier League. Uh, Leicester 3, Burnley 0. Um, two goals for Slimani, is it? I'm sad because I love Okazaki so much just because, you know, he burns himself out in... 60 minutes because he refuses to stop sprinting <laughs> at all times. Um, but, you know, it looks on paper, looks like, a, a, you know, it looks like he's done his job there, James, isn't it? Yeah, he's a record sign and 30 million. You'd, you'd expect that, wouldn't he? It's, it's very, very good aerially. Uh, and I think his first header certainly attacks the ball exceptionally well. I think it's interesting for Leicester. If you look at them, they had a great result in the Champions League. It's going to be a really exciting season for them because I think they'll qualify at the Champions League group. But I actually think the squad now is better than what it was last season. Really? Yeah, yeah they've sure. lost Candidate, which is a massive blow in midfield. But I think they've their, their, their squad is is capable of going on and, and doing good things again. There, there were a couple of times where Drinkwater played that quick through ball to Vardy and he's through. And I was thinking, how are Burnley? How have they been sucked, Burnley, into playing a high line? Well, surely, I thought last season, teams kept playing a high line against Leicester because it was only Leicester up to the point where they'd even won the Premier League and people were going ah we can still get this and I thought this season everyone would just sit and say come on then but but Burnley didn't seem to do that Ollie. Yeah it must be very hard to, to keep playing deep when it's not your instinct to do that and, and to avoid to avoid leaving space behind I mean it's, it's you know you, Leicester are probably a team who in a way can lull you into a false sense of security and they are so so good at uh, on the counter attack, and with, with the players they've bought this summer and, and, and Musa in particular, they might even be better on the counter attack in some ways this this season. So it, it's um yeah, it, it probably did look a little bit naive from um, from Dyche and Burnley, but you know, they're, they're not really that sort of team. They 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 play quite intelligently in the main, so it, it's probably um, a case of Leicester doing what Leicester do. Finally, Friday night, Chelsea one, Liverpool two. Uh, Julien Laurent. That was good. That was very good, I thought, especially the first half for Liverpool. I thought they were outstanding. We talked a lot about managers today, I think, and, and, and I think club deserves a lot of credit. It's the flexibility that I like. It's those players that he had, that he put together, can almost, can almost play in every position. And for me, that's the next... The, the next evolution is that is you're going to have players who can play anywhere. They can play right back, they can play central midfielder, they can play attacking right midfielder, they can play attacking Playing left goal. midfielder. No, not in goal maybe, <laughs> but they can play right wing. Adam Lalana for me, is the modern football player. He can play right, he's right-footed, left-footed. He can play anywhere from... I would even fancy him as a holding midfielder. I think the guy can do everything. He's so clever as well. And I think Klopp has seen that and all the players Klopp has bought where players who could potentially swap position everywhere almost on the pitch. James, and I think could, for me, that's, that's the recipe of the success. Could you so play far. anywhere, James? I could. I could play up front. I could play midfield. I could uh, <laughs> on play FIFA, sub. On FIFA, yeah. Great on PlayStation. Sub. <laughs> on PlayStation. <We're> <laughs> um, Ollie, when, uh, when Henderson lined up to take that shot, did you, did you think, envisage it nestling in the top corner? 
Uh, no, certainly not. But he did have a, a run about, um, I think it's probably about two or three years ago when, when Liverpool were, were on the up and when everything they were touching seemed to be flying in, in, into the net. It was he did he did go for a fairly prolific, relatively speaking, run then, and he sort of, he scored some really nice goals then. But it's um, it's still a surprise when you see England's Jordan Henderson do that. Yeah, but I mean, in patches, Liverpool have totally battered Arsenal and Spurs and now Chelsea. Not for the whole game in and any Leicester. of those, but and yeah, and, and Leicester. Leicester as well. Yeah, and I, th- I think the the stat was they they scored fifteen goals from outside of the box more than anyone else since Klopp arrived which again is, is a sign why don't people stop shooting why are people stop shooting do you know what we do on, a, on 11 I still play Saturdays uh, very low level and when you look at the keeper and he's short everyone goes get some shots in test the keeper but if the keeper <laughs> looks big no one goes ah, do you know what we probably shouldn't shoot today exactly. lads because he looks 6 foot 4 and we won't have any chances I've got a question it's a very, sorry it's, it's a very German thing and in the Bundesliga that's why you see so many goals long range shot from outside of the box because they encourage them to shoot a lot probably because German keepers are rubbish but also because you know if if, 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 the, the, if there's no space there's no you, you can't see a breakthrough you can't see just try it have it might go. not yeah, with these modern fangled footballs Henderson can try again 99 times he won't do the same one it won't go exactly the same the same trajectory the same you know it, it probably will miss most of them but he tried this one it worked why not you you were just were you just sighing, James, or, or? What's, what's the say? If you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the raffle. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you, gentlemen. What, uh, I don't know if you did your predictions at the start of the season. Uh, what, what did you, and what were your top fours that you went for five games ago? We did one. We did, and a famous Gabriel Marcotti had Man City coming fifth. Yeah, I would okay. say the top four. Okay. What were yours? I think I went City, United, Tottenham, and Liverpool. I went United, City, Chelsea, Liverpool. Ollie? I went City, United, Chelsea, Arsenal. And are you all sticking to those now? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. For now, for now. I thought United, I mean, I still think United can still win the league uh, because I thought Pep would take a bit more time to to make his team amazing. But on the, on the Pep thing, if they do go on a bit of a run, a bad run, has he got a plan B? I think he has. I, I, I think he's incredibly flexible in terms of what, what he does with his team. I mean, he, he doesn't he doesn't change the the overall approach in terms of pass, 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 press, press, press. But you know, he, he will. I mean, you've you've seen already. He's trying different formations, playing players in different positions. I, I, I think he's far more flexible than I, I think. Flexible is 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 one of the main characteristics of of, of, of Guardiola and, and of his teams. I, I, I don't. I don't see a big dip coming with City. Finally, Ollie, before I let you go, have you ever interviewed the MK Dons chairman, Peter Enkelman? Isn't it, isn't it, isn't it Peter Enkelman the ex-Villa keeper? It's, I'm going to hopefully uh, they edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've said that so many times. <laughs> you can keep it in, Dave. I don't mind. Have you ever interviewed the MK Dons chairman, Peter Winkleman? I have never interviewed Peter Enkelman. <laughs> I've never interviewed Winkleman. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. No, uh, no, I haven't. Is it a leading question? Well, no, I'm going off to interview him for the excellent uh, fantasy football club on Sky later. And I thought you could do my research for me, but it turns out I'll have to do it myself. Yeah. Um, thanks for your time, Molly. I had a lovely time. Thank you. I'll get back to you, Andrew. Uh, top man. Uh, James, thank you so much. Pleasure. <laughs> Julien? You let's see the town. Yeah, why not? It's oh, like yeah. the end of first dates when they get in the taxi together. Yeah. Good night, was it? Says the driver. <laughs> and we go, Soho, please. <laughs> uh, all right, cheers. Look, Gav will be back next week. Have a wonderful time, too. 
VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on, settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone.